Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Chatting with the Lightkeeper. I'm Edward, and here in the United States, um, it's Friday early evening, and um, the weekend is just about to start, and it is a special holiday weekend here, um, as Sunday Mother's Day will be celebrated. And the holiday of Mother's Day got me thinking a little bit about uh, my mom, who has been passed away for quite some time. But um, one of those wonderful things about parental units is they have imparted in, I think, all of us little words or phrases, little things that just sort of pop up when we least expect them, kind of a uh, kind of little bit of parental wisdom. Um, and in this case, one of the things my mom used to say to me repeatedly, especially when I was going through kind of those life transition periods when I was entering high school and going to be making new friends, going off to college, going to be making new friends, um, leaving college, becoming a uh, so-called adult, and once again, making new friends. Uh, my mom would say the saying over and over, it drove me nuts. It's like, of course, I'm going to do this. But her her saying was, you are who you are. Little bit of a tongue tie there. Uh, you are who your friends are. And it took me kind of growing up to finally grasp this. And, and it is something that, that amazingly, I believe, applies to the lifestyle, even though my mom would be, well, I'm sure is rolling over in her grave that I am taking her saying and attaching it to the DS lifestyle. But guess what? I am. So today... I want to talk about making friends in the lifestyle, the challenges that it can cause, how it's not an easy thing to do. It really isn't. And so on top of that, we have to, as my mom would say, um, you know, we are judged by who our friends are here in the lifestyle. And judging is a naughty thing. And pretty much everybody in the lifestyle will tell you that they don't judge and I'm just going to say that's malarkey. Everybody in the lifestyle judges on some way, somehow. Everybody does. Everybody says they don't, but everybody does. And if you are the exception to the rule, more power to you. But I don't believe you. Sorry. Just me. Anyhow, uh, we are going to chat about making friends. And let's face it, the older we get, the harder it is to make friends. It's, for whatever reason, in my view, is, is that when we're younger, it's easier to overlook the things that we, we find unacceptable in somebody. We can dismiss them, oh, it's an imperfection, and, and move along. And as we grow older, we are experienced in life to know how that imperfection will potentially bite us in the butt. And so we are less willing to uh, have a chunk taken out of our rear end, even if you're like me, who would like to lose just a little bit of it. Uh, that's not the way I want to lose some weight. So it's finding friends becomes more challenging as we grow older and 
have learned lessons from friendships that we entered into that were not uh, not the best. And on top of it, we're throwing in the lifestyle, which further reduces the amount of people that are available to be friends with. So we are shrinking our, our potential candidates down and therefore it gets harder. So the first thing I want to share about with uh, making friends in the lifestyle, it can be a challenge at times. Sure, we can potentially just, you know, randomly make an amazing connection. It does happen. Um, but the first thing is it's going to require the person who wants to make friends to actually put time and effort into it. It's not something that's free and easy. You know, it's not like going to school where we see all kinds of peers in the lunchroom every day and have an opportunity to interact um, easily with other people in lifestyle. So it does take effort on our part, each individual's part, to make new friendships. So if you're looking to connect with people in the lifestyle, know that it, you're going to have to put in some put in some effort um, into it. Um, the other thing that makes friendships in the lifestyle harder, this is especially true if you are newer to the lifestyle, um, when you're newer and you just discover uh, DS or BDSM or whatever, however, whatever term works for you, it's like a great awakening. Things that um, you knew about yourself but really didn't make sense are suddenly making sense. Uh, things that float under the surface that maybe you felt the currents of but had no idea what they were are bubbling up. And on top of it, let's face it, everything is shiny and new and it is exciting. And as people, we just typically want to jump into that pool and just start swimming away and experiencing it all at once. That's just, that's human nature. So it's very easy to let our euphoric feelings kind of over, um, get us over enthused. And this is where, um, you'll hear veteran lifestyle people talk about thirsty, thirsty doms or thirsty submissives or thirsty switches. Typically these are people who are newer and having that euphoric rush and they want to experience everything right now all at once. And, you know, they're, they're an intelligent person. They know what they're doing and they know what they're getting into. And yeah, you don't. Um, so that's why shady, creepy, icky people typically seek out those thirsty newbies to prey upon. So that's why I believe it's very important that no matter what side of the slash you're on, that you develop quality connections with others before you really jump into the pool, especially the pool where you're going to want to start, you know, dating, um, which happens. Everybody, you know, everybody wants the amazing partner. And so I think it's very important to have a strong circle around you before you uh, jump into the dating pool for no other reason than uh, you may need them to throw you a life ring to pull you back out. Um, because when you're new and everything's exciting, it's very easy to overlook red flags and those warning signs, once they're easily uh, overlooked, can make it 
easy for us to find our way into situations that are not easy to get out of and we're stuck and wondering how we got into this horrible spot. And when you're surrounded with friends, the great thing about friends is they're there to help you out of those spots. Another reason that I, I am very, very much in favor of people who are newer putting in the work to build uh, build a quality circle around them is it's easier to learn from the mistakes of others than to make the mistakes and have to deal with the repercussions ourselves. Um, so if you have a good circle of people around you, you can learn from the errors of their ways rather than going out and committing those same mistakes yourself. Um, if anyone is curious, um, episode 15 of my podcast, I dedicated the whole episode uh, to just some of my bigger boners in, in the lifestyle. And um, I don't know if I get extra points for using boner um, in a way to not refer to a uh, baloney pony or penis, whatever slang term you would like there. Um, so maybe maybe there's extra podcasting points for that. But everybody is going to make mistakes. And the beautiful thing about having a good group of people around us is we can learn from their mistakes rather than um, rather than committing them ourselves. Also, the other great thing about having good people around us is good people will pull us aside and tell us when we are about to screw up. It's not something any of us likes to hear. I don't like to be told that, hey, I'm doing it wrong or, you know, you're on a you're on a sketchy path here. None of us like to hear it, but that's something that I believe that good people and good friends do is they, you know, they'll grab us by the shirt collar, pull us back and say, hey, dumbass, you're really screwing this up. And that's something we all need to hear at some point in our life, some points in my life, for sure. I mean, multiple points. And I'm sure I'm not done being at those points. So that's another beauty of really putting in the effort to create the friendships is the help in learning from their mistakes and also they help you from from making making a faux pas. So next I want to start chatting about a few ways um, that we can create lifestyle friendships, especially if you're new, how to how to perhaps look a bit for them. Um, but before we get there, um, need to take a quick pause and um, thank my wonderful sponsor for the Starbucks that uh, they provide me weekly. Actually, it's just enough coffee money to cover my Starbucks bill for the week. So it's not like it's, you know, a huge, huge revenue stream. But I love coffee and I love it even better when I don't have to pay for it. So anyways, I'll be right back after this quick message from my sponsor. All right. Thank you for uh, sitting through... Uh, that brief message there. Um, welcome back. So as I was saying, meeting people in the lifestyle is, is going to take some work. Um, you are going to have to go out and you are going to have to be the person to reach out to others um, to get to know them. You are going to have to start conversations uh, with complete strangers, which can be a challenging thing, especially for those of us um, that are more introverted, but it is something that is going to have to have to happen if you want to if you want to meet other people. The other thing is that um, 
you'll need to be present in um, your acquaintances as you build into friendships there into their lives. And since you are getting to know them through the lifestyle, uh, it is important to understand that uh, that being present means there may be some some gaps um, in your communication. This is because life happens. The amazing person you are getting to know, building building an acquaintance into a potential friendship, has life going on around them. And since I believe most people, the lifestyle is part of who they are, definitely not their whole being, life is going to at times prevent them from responding in a timely manner or as timely as, as we would like our message or our notes returned. So we need to understand that being present also means understanding that um, somebody new to us may not be responding as quickly or as, you know, as fast as, as we would like. Also, understand that as we're getting to know people, it's important um, that we speak up. Even if you are new and you see something that, that screams, this is wrong, speak up, share that information so that um, you can prevent something potentially bad from happening to somebody. We, all of us need to bear the responsibility and speak up when we see something, say something. Um, also, it's important to be yourself. I don't know how many times I've run into newer submissives, newer dominants, um, newer switches. No matter how you identify, there's so much malarkey that is put out there in the lifestyle. How to guide, how to be dominant, how to be submissive. A good submissive does this. A good dominant does that. Don't worry about being good or bad or indifferent. Just be yourself. If somebody doesn't like you for being yourself, that's that's their problem. That's not yours. Don't take it personally. Just be who you are, and you'll meet people who appreciate you for being you. Don't try to be somebody else because you're interested in in the lifestyle. Just just be you. Um, that brings me kind of to the next section: uh, meeting people in the lifestyle. There's there's two ways to do it these days. Most people who are newer are going to opt to do it online. Uh, for me, I believe that is because it's easier and there's that bit of anonymity that being online gives us. No one online knows us. The odds of writing into our nosy neighbor is quite slim on the World Wide Web, it's in, especially when you compare it to you know going to a in-person lifestyle you know, gathering, whether it's just a munch, which is a group of kinky people sitting around having coffee or a drink, dinner, and chatting about life and sometimes the lifestyle. Uh, but so many people are always concerned before their first in-person event, what if I see somebody I know? Don't worry, they're there for the same reason you are. Um, so that is, that's an important thing to remember when you do decide to meet somebody. Um, in person, is that if you do run into somebody you know, they're there for the same reason you are. But since online is where most people start, that's where I'm gonna gonna focus most of my 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 conversation about. And there are 
more waffles, trolls, and predators online than you'll find at in-person events. They exist in person too. Um, don't worry, the crazy soul suckers and the shady abuser people, they're, they're there in person as well as online. But in my experience, there's, there's much more of them online than in person because in person means you actually have to show your face, which makes some of those same creepets creep out because, oh my goodness, they actually have to talk to somebody in real life. So no matter how you do it, you have to also understand that there, there are going to be clicks. You're, it's like going back to school and the dreaded lunchroom. And if you're the new kid, where do you sit? You don't know anybody. You know, you don't want to don't want to sit at the, the table filled with the athletes if you're not an athlete because you're not one of them. And oh, my goodness, you know, uh, OK, that that group over there, that's that's the freak area. Do, um, am I a freak? Do I fit in there? Oh, oh over here, there's there's the geeks. Am, am I a geek? Do I sit with them? Clicks are happen whenever like-minded, and when I say like-minded, people who are exploring or into the same things, whenever there's a group of people, it's going to be clicky. It's going to happen. You're going to deal with clicks, whether you do the lifestyle in person, online, or a combination thereof. You know, today's modern world where everything is hybrid. So I am not excusing clicks, but if you are new, you do need to understand that Clicks happen, and clicks can seem annoying, very annoying for new people, and they are. But please understand that, that people come and go in this lifestyle. There are people who are new today, and they'll be gone tomorrow, and they'll be gone without a trace. And there are other people you'll encounter in your journey that are, that they're, you, you start to build a friendship, and they go poof, and then a year six months, whatever, poof, they're back, and they're back in the lifestyle, and then poof, they're gone again. So understand some of that clickiness is that more veteran people are, are like, yeah, are you going to stay around? Are, are we going to know you in a month, or are you just going to go poof? I'm not excusing the behavior, not at all. I'm not a fan of it, especially as being a nerdy, geeky person. You know, clicks have been something I've had to deal with all my life. Don't like them. But in the lifestyle, I kind of get why some of the some of the veteran people can be a little standoffish to, to newer people. So just understand that. It, it may not be right. It may not be great. But it is it is something that is there. And we're all going to have to deal with it because we're all going to be new, even if as myself, as an experienced person, if I were to join a new discussion group, I'd be the new kid looking for a place to sit, regardless of my lifestyle experience. So at some point, we're all going to have the the dreaded new kid on the block uh, situation. And unfortunately, that made me want to sing. But yeah, you don't want me to sing because I am definitely not... Uh, not good enough to be a new kid on the block, nor nor can I dance. So there will be no uh, no 90s boy band uh, lyrics coming forth at this point. Also, when you are newer to a group, whether you're new to the lifestyle overall or just newer to a group, 
something I've seen over and over and over again. Submissives, if you are in a group where there are mixed um, roles, meaning that, that your group is not exclusively submissive, it's, um, you know, dominance and switches and, and everything in between. If you are submissive or even a switch, because you will have those as a switch, you'll have those submissive times, expect that there will be a subset of dominance that will want to pounce on you because you are the new shiny thing. So if you are in a mixed group or are thinking of joining one, understand that you are going to get attention, lots of attention, and from most likely, typically, men who are attracted to shiny things. So if you're new and you like attention, you're going to get a lot of it. But understand that as soon as somebody new pops along behind you, that, that you know, Johnny Dominant is going to be pouncing on that new shiny thing and leaving you by the side of the road. So understand that when you are submissive or a switch, new to a group, you are going to get uh, attention from some of the D-types that you probably would want to avoid anyway, in my opinion. Um, the other thing that really is important with groups, I firmly believe that if you are newer, you should seek out a circle of friends that align with where you feel your role is going to take you. If you feel that the submissive side of the street is going to potentially be your home, look for and befriend other submissives. If you are thinking that, uh, you know, dominant drive is going to be your home, go out and look for and connect with dominance. And if you're a switch, look for and, and connect with other switches. The reason why I say this is so many people have walked in the new submissive shoes. They've walked in the new dominant shoes or the new switch shoes. And there are common mistakes, missteps, faux pas, whatever word you want to use, including if you're like me, you know, I had all of those plus some giant F-ups along the way. And having somebody who has been in the role that you are looking to explore or you feel is your home, building connections there will be invaluable in getting knowledge, learning from their mistakes, and it's coming from an area where there is not relationship pressures. Getting to know other dominants, hey, that's great. I don't have the pressure of talking with a submissive where, oh my goodness, there could be, you know, the, the bells could ring, the birds and bees could be chirping and buzzing, and there's not going to be the chance, well, there's a chance of attraction no matter what, but odds are there is not going to be romantic entanglements entangling you as you're new out of the gate and just starting your knowledge and learning and connecting. So I strongly recommend looking and connecting with other people who share a similar role to yours. Another thing which is very important, no matter whether it's in person 
or if it is online, is look for groups that welcome divergent ideas and opinions. When we, well, the world we live in, everybody likes to hear that they're right, that their view is right. If you just look at how news is presented, various news organizations now don't just, as Joe Friday used to say, if you're of a certain age, you might remember Joe Friday, just the facts, ma'am. There is no just the facts. It's just the facts how they fit my political viewpoints when news organizations report a story now. The same story will be 180 degrees different on various outlets no matter where you live in the world. And DS groups are, are no different. Everybody wants to be in a group where their opinions are the right ones. and Everybody practices things the same way. You know, a group that doesn't welcome people that practice, you know, safe, sane, consensual. They only allow in people who practice rack. Well, that, that can be good for people who are interested in rack, but it's so important, I believe, to have different ideas, different viewpoints, welcome and accepted. It doesn't mean you have to say, oh, that, that's the right way. In fact, you can say that, no, that doesn't work for me, but it's important to understand there are there are more than one you know there's one more than one way to to, to peel an onion um and so it's very important to look for groups that have differing viewpoints that are welcomed that are not uh, that are not put down and also a group where you know if they see a viewpoint or somebody expresses that that they're considering this practice where the group will stand up or people in the group will, will be polite and kind and say, that could be dangerous and here's why. You, you want to look for a group that looks out for, looks out for its members. And you also need, no matter whether it's in person or online, but there are sleazy people out there who lead groups. Often, I, I don't mean to, because sleazy, there are sleazy subs out there, but the majority of the sleaze bags that choose to be leaders, uh, there's air quotes with that one, um, that choose to be leaders are typically men who have typically taken the, uh, the D-type moniker, and they're not really looking to develop people in the lifestyle. I mean, that's what they claim and that's what they put forth and they will say this all the time, but they are more interested in, in building a harem, you know, building their little online harem, their group of people that, uh, you know, will affirm their greatness on a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever, whatever the group has for its, its meeting schedule. And, yeah, there are just, you know, typically you'll notice in groups like this, there will be a overabundance of one, one side or the other. There will be, for example, a lot of submissives and new submissives are coming into the group often and dominants that come into the group quickly just sort of disappear because they are running up against, uh, 
the the leader of the group who wants the group to be his little personal harem. So mm, dominants that are newer to the group, not meaning they're new to the lifestyle, but just newer to the group, often quickly disappear because either they don't want to be associated with it or the leader, once again, air quotes, has kind of run them off. Um, an example of sleazeball things that I have seen, one D-type and online leader in the world um, one day made the comment that good girls will send him nude pictures and in kind of implying that if you're not a good girl, if you don't send the group leader naughty pictures of your naughty bits, how... How does sending the group leader naughty pictures help the overall whole of a group to discuss and grow within the world? I It just it boggles my mind. It'd be one thing if, as a group, uh, one of the sub-things that the group was into was exhibitionism, and people were free to exhibit whatever they wanted to exhibit. Um, but... Why would a dominant who's leading a group kind of say that? And what about the other dominants that were there? I mean, only the group leader gets to see the naughty bits. I mean, the other the other dominants there, they're, they're not getting the naughty bits because, you know, oh, stuff like that. It's just, oh, makes me, makes my skin crawl. Don't get me wrong. I, I love women's naughty bits, but I don't want women's naughty bits from random strangers, I, I, uh, yeah, it just, how, yeah, no, if you see that in, in a group anywhere, just get up and go, you don't need to be there, really, you don't, even if you made great friends with other, say, submissives that are in that group, maintain those friendships, but get that, get the H-E double hockey sticks out of that group, because, yeah, it's run by a, run by a sleazy guy. And they're not in it to make you a better submissive or help other dominants become better dominants. They're they're there because they want to see naughty bits and have their little little harem affirm them. Um, so when you're looking for potentially a group to join and you are newer to the lifestyle, um, I really suggest. And there are groups out there that are that are dedicated to just submissives, to just switches, to just dominance. Find one of those. You're not going to have to worry about the, the you know, a creep it trying to hit on you because you're the new shiny thing because everybody in there is the same role as you are. They're not going there to, you know, they're not going there to score. They're going there to learn. And yes, there will be the occasional sleazeball that will try and manipulate and say, oh, I'm a submissive. I want to be in the submissive group when they're actually not. And they're trying to use that as a wiggle way to, to make connections because they are a sleazeball and, you know, for whatever reason, cannot talk to other people like human beings. But they quickly get weeded out. And so that is really one of my recommendations if you're a newer. Look for places where you can be around like-rolled people because it once again it eliminates that whole mess that dating and relationships can bring especially when you're learning about the lifestyle so i think that's that's very important to do and finally i kind of want to end with just a couple of couple of thoughts um when you're meeting anybody new in the lifestyle 
and even as you're starting to develop that connection into an acquaintance and then potentially into an actual actual friendship, always ask yourself and ask yourself this repeatedly as you mature in the relationship, what do they want from me? I know that that can seem like you're anticipating that this wonderful new person in your life is up to no good. And in a way, you are. What you're looking for is you're looking for hidden, you know, a hidden agenda that they may have. And they may not have one. And that's great. But if you don't look for it, you won't find it until they've activated their agenda and you are now part of their part of their grand plan, whatever that is. And odds are that grand plan is is not what you want for yourself. So just as a way of keeping yourself safe, ask as you get to know somebody, what do they want from me? And it will help you to eliminate the bad actors. I, I've often said I've most I've met the most amazing people in the lifestyle. Amazing good and amazing bad. Um, and it's up to us to decide whether those amazing people that we're meeting, if they're good for us or if they're not healthy for us. And there's no way to do that without asking yourself, what do they want from me? And what do I want from them? And, and just being aware of that some people may have ulterior motives and they may have honesty issues, sadly. So it is up to you to ask that hard question. And since this is a Mother's Day podcast, remember my mom saying you are who your friends are. This isn't fair. This may not be right, uh, but it is a fact of life, especially in this lifestyle. You are judged by the friends that you keep. So make sure you understand and know who your friends are. Perhaps you've met somebody who seems amazing and they're filled with great advice, but they surround themselves with sleazeballs. And everybody else in that that community knows that um, this person is surrounded by sleazeballs. So if you associate with them, you unfortunately are going to be judged as a sleazeball because you're hanging out in a group of sleazeballs, even though you are not in perhaps... The person that, that you've got to know isn't that way, but the rest of the, their acquaintances are, you will be judged that way. Um, so it's very important to know who your friends are and understand that, yes, the lifestyle is judgment-free in many ways. It is also an area where, to be safe, you have to make judgments about people. You cannot... Just assume everyone is a great person and it's just a few bad actors that sour things. You have to make hard decisions. And as you get to know people, you do have to make judgments on whether they are somebody to let into your, you know, let into your circle, whether whether it's as an acquaintance or somebody that you're going to potentially build into a, a real life friendship with you do have to make hard judgments about them. And 
I know we live in a world where we shouldn't say judgment or make them, but we have to to keep ourselves safe. And it, that's one of the safety is one of the real reasons why I am I'm passionate about trying to help people make good connections in the lifestyle. Is uh, there's an organization called the National Sexual National Coalition for Sexual Freedom here in the states, and they've done a ton of research, and their research has shown that in the first five years that people are involved in the lifestyle, one out of every five person within that time frame will have their consent violated. In consent violations, yes, some could be minor. You know, you uh, you said your yellow safe word and, and the other person, you know, didn't respect it, but everything came out okay. Or it can be very serious with life-threatening consequences to not have your safe word um, followed. You know, and having consent violated, I mean, that, that can be much more than just a safe word violation. And it's up to each of us to keep ourselves safe. And to keep ourselves safe, we do have to make hard choices about the people we surround ourselves with. There is no safe, magical way to, to get to know other people without having to, uh, to look hard at them look deeply and make make judgments on on our own personal safety because there is no you know there is no other way to do it it's up to each of us to keep ourselves safe you know there is no uh, bdsm police department that we can that we can call when something goes wrong uh, we are all out there kind of on our own um, that's why having that good circle of friends is so important so you don't actually have to be on your own. And if you have that circle filled with sleazeballs, when something does go bump, they're not going to be there for you. So since it's Mother's Day, I will try and use my my good prevent parental voice um, and say remember to make good choices, especially with the people that you associate yourself with. If you have any questions about how to um, potentially meet or not beat, meet um, people in the lifestyle, I'd be more than happy to, to uh, share my experiences and thoughts with you. But uh, please, uh, please stay safe. It's up to you to keep yourself safe. So please do so. And uh, to all the mothers out there, have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you.